0: To be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all
1: right. G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Dog and I'm excited to be back and joined by my two best friends. Patch, how are you, you beautiful human?
2: Oh, Dog, the stars in my skies. I'm wonderful, how are you?
1: I'm just bloody excited to talk about the Blues and Geelong and Damo, our man out west, the man with all the insights. It's a pleasure to bloody be speaking with you, sir.
0: It's good to be here, it's good to get into another couple of teams and See how they look on the Supercoach landscape.
1: Yeah, so let's get straight into it. We're going to continue our uh, team reviews. We're doing Carlton and Geelong today because the order we're doing it in is that. And uh, we've well, we, we're we're basically
2: s- abandoned the order now, haven't we? Yeah, there's
1: no order anymore. You're, no. right. You're right. There's no order. It's uh, madness.
2: Bedlam, just how we like it.
1: <laughs> Patches <laughs> it on the podcast for one week at Demo, and it all goes to shit. But let's talk about... Carlton and Geelong, and I'd like to talk about Carlton first, boys, because it's the one I'm most familiar with, and it's uh, the one that I have written down first in my list, so let's do that.
0: I feel it's the one we need to spend the most time on, because you're here.
1: Yes, I'm here, and I'm excited, and I'm ready to talk about the Blues, and I have answers, potentially, but probably not. right, let's start off with The Locks be smooth jimmy's luck of the week Ooh, that's a big luck all right that is a bloody big luck all right guys i'm gonna take this one away because we're gonna talk about the man that uh how do i how do i put it gets me aroused beyond measure and that man is patrick cripps uh we don't actually need to spend a whole lot of time on him i don't think i think he's gonna be in a hell of a lot of teams uh going into season 2020 Obviously, the big question mark is his consistency, I think, anyway. His consistency um, and his price tag, 635k, averaged 117 last year. Uh, Averaged 117 in a year where he basically, after the first seven rounds, um, went like 80, 140, 80, 140, uh, which is not what you love in your Uber primos. But, boys, he bloody gets me aroused because he'll give you captaincy scores. Uh, Damo... Do you have any thoughts initially on the great man that is Patrick Cripps?
0: Uh, he slows down as the season goes on, but that might just be because he carries the team on his shoulders a lot of the time. But um, he's a fast starter, so he scores well from the beginning. So do you want those points on the board?
1: I'm glad you've mentioned that, Damo, because I've done a little bit of maths. Okay, I looked at Footy Wire because that's how I research this podcast. Uh Seven tons in his first eight games with a low of 93 uh, in uh, last year. Seven of nine in 2018 and six of eight in 2017. So he tons up a lot early and you're right, Damo. He does slow down, but he kind of only slows down every second week, if that makes sense. So, Patch, I guess what the the picture we're trying to paint here is do you go big and spend the 640k, whatever it is, on this man knowing he's going to start strong? Um, but probably become cheaper later on. Can you miss those overall points? And we should say that uh, he was the 14th ranked player last year, so like he gets a lot of points. Patch, can you afford to miss those early points to pick him up cheaper later in the season?
2: No. Pick him.
1: Good. And we're not worried about anyone impacting on his game at all from the Blues. We don't think no. anyone's going to... Yeah, no, I
2: feel okay. like if anything, he's going to improve this year as the side. You'd hope... Has a natural progression. Maybe Sam Walsh takes a bit more, you know, weight off his shoulders. There, there should be some improvement. You'd hope there might be a, a one or two point increase, more consistency at the very least. Yes, pick him.
1: Okay, Lock. fantastic. Because I was literally going to ask you if he'd maintain his cost. Damo, do you? I just want to ask you: Are you going to be picking him to start twenty twenty?
0: He's in my thinking, but I, he's on a short list.
1: Okay, that concerns me. It should have been a yes, but that's okay. Damo. <laughs> it's,
2: not, it's not a personal attack, Lec. It's okay.
1: Damo, I see on our lists we've also got Sam Doherty is a lot. Do you want to talk about him a little bit?
0: Yeah, he's um, spent two years out, so does he come straight back into that defense and picks up the same role? Because that team has revolutionized but just out of pure development of the younger players. So does he come back and just pick up that same position again? Or does he get midfield time? Or does he even spend time up forward where arguably that's Carlton's weakest sort of position? Um, or weakest part of the ground rut rather. If, Do you have any sort yeah.
1: of... You've given me a heart attack there, Damo. If he plays forward, I'll... um. I'll have a a bloody... I might have to take over the coaching reins again because that'd be insanity to me. Uh, But you're right to... to, There is, like... Going into this, I had him absolutely locked. He's in my team. He's still currently in my team. But I'm not 100% sure of his role. Before he got injured, he was playing, obviously, in defence, a stellar defensive season. um, But that was several years ago. He was playing a little bit of midfield time and they were gearing up for that. Does he come back and play the same role? I don't think he comes back and averages, you know, 108, uh, which is what he averaged the last time, the last season he played. But I think he can average close to 100. And at 460K, I think it's kind of a no brainer. Obviously, there's question marks. We watch him in the preseason, we see how fit he looks. Is there a danger of him being rested, do you think, Patch?
2: Um, there may well be. Um, and obviously, anytime anyone's been out for two years, there's obvious concern about match fitness, about game fitness, about whether or not the pace is going to be too much for him. He could start really slowly and come out with sort of a couple of 60s and 80s, um, in which case he'd be, he wouldn't be would be overly impressed. Um, and there is the case to be made to, to sit on him for a few weeks and then maybe jump on once he has his first ton or two. But again, that, it's very difficult to make that call early in the season. Um, but yeah, it, it could come down to structures as well. If you're looking, if, if you're like me and looking to potentially have three or four rookies on field in the back line or you know, less than 250k players in the back line on field, can you afford to have Doherty? I don't know. But by and large, you, you'd have him in your team at this stage.
1: One thing I'd like to point out, boys, this is just and this is not a coincidence, this is a, a, a fact that will lock him into your teams. In 2016, he had 16 tonnes. In 2017, he had 17 tons. So you better bloody believe that in 2020, he's going to have 20 tons. He's going to be the highest scoring defender. I've, I've said it. I've said it. I've made the claim. I was worried, but now I'm not worried because that is science, baby.
2: It's a big call. That's that's maths. That's just science. It's maths. It's lock it in. I don't know why I, we've bothered with this, this <laughs> three minutes of analysis when we could have just said that. Done.
1: Yeah. I, well, I was just warming you up, baby. Um just interested to see how he lines up next to SPS, uh, Newman, Simo, which Simo had his best season when uh, when Doherty did as well, and uh, Jackie Nunes. What's he going to do when he comes to the club? We will find out soon. Boys, I think. Do we have any more locks? Anyone have any more locks from the Blues? No. Okay then, I guess we will go to Breakout Contenders. Damo, does that work for you? That works for me. Well, I'm just looking through our notes here at the breakout players for 2020 at the Carlton Football Club. Um, We both seem to have the same answer, and that's Sam Petrevsky seaton I'm going to let you talk about him in just a second. But I want to ask Patch a question without notice. I know we said we wouldn't. Uh, about a couple of players that I think potentially could break out but likely aren't super coach relevant. We'll just spend one minute on these guys. Will uh, Setterfield? No. I think... Okay. All right. We'll <laughs> Sorry, I,
2: I, thought, I thought we were going quickly. Now if you've got a spiel yep, on him. No.
1: no, I don't have a spiel on him. I just think that he will have a big jump in his scoring, but I still don't think he'll be super coach relevant um ndd neil's demon delights from the comments on the website i've done that much research boys i think sam walsh breakout contender for 2020 breakout breakout contender does the clayton oliver increases again what do you think about that
2: Ooh, i very much like it and if any player is going to do it based on their first year output it's going to be sam walsh um 471k is an annoying price but yeah Damo what are your thoughts
0: I uh, he's probably one of the one the, the few that I think could break out in their second year but second year breakouts don't always happen
1: oh, they very rarely happen NDD also says Connor Rosie he likes as a second year breakout he's going ballsy this year NDD All right but let's talk about the man we wanted to talk about and that is Sam petrevsky Seaton who did finish the year with a 28 in my forward line. Um, Damo, talk to me about Sam Petrovsky-Seaton.
0: Can he go the next level? He, in in a sense, he he was sort of a second-year breakout, but not quite. Um, He did boost his average up to uh, about the 85 mark, uh, and he did score eight scores, 90 or better, including five tons and a high score of 103. 34, I think it was. Um, I, When me and you exchanged notes, like we both had like the same notes. So can you select him as yours says?
1: Yeah. At 445 K as a defender, when you've got Sam Doherty at 460, who's been an all Australian defender, Sam Doherty coming back into that side, does SPS still play in defense? Cause Cade Simpson still has to play in defense unless they do something crazy there. Um, his role, I think, is going to be one of the most. Uh, he's tra- I th- to my understanding, he's still training in defence, but I'm worried that he's going to be the most sort of thrown around guy at Carlton, along with Zach Fisher. It's kind of always been their role. Um, felt felt comfortable in defence, but I just, I just worry that maybe he's not going to have a consistent role if we see in the preseason that he's playing. Heavily behind the ball and then moving into the midfielder for stints. I still think he's a better midfielder than he is defender, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Uh, at his best, it's a real question, Mike. I think he could break out. I really think he could improve his average from 82 or 83 or whatever it was to 90. But is that enough? Patch is a 445k or a 445k player averaging 90 enough for you to warrant selection?
2: No, certainly not in the back line either. I'm not hugely interested. If he's if he bolts in the first couple of rounds, I will trade I'll do a corrective trade and try and fit him in somewhere, but I'm not gonna start him unless he he sets the, the Marsh series alight.
1: And I think that's that's fair enough. The blues boys had a couple of new faces for twenty
0: yes, twenty. Jack
1: Martin Eddie Betts, who's more of an old face, Jack Nunes and Mark Pitonet. Patch, I'm just going to run through these guys with you and we'll talk about uh, whether we think any of them can be supercoach relevant. Well, Eddie Betts, I'll just get this off my chest. I'm very aroused when I talk about him and think about him. He's not super coach relevant. But maybe, Patch, maybe you've seen something I haven't.
2: No, I mean, he's one of them. He's... Possibly the most exciting player to watch in the AFL that doesn't translate to SuperCoach points. We'll have games where he scores one forty. We'll have games where he scores forty. I'm not not on board.
1: Jack Nunes has spent a bit of time uh, recently playing forward for Saints, but behind the ball in the midfield, he comes over. I suspect as a midfielder. Is there any? Can he get back to the dazzling heights of like two thousand? Like, what was it? Like ten, where he averaged like ninety. Um.
2: Who who knows with Jack Nunes? He just seems to be one of those bits and pieces players from the Saints. He had four years where he averaged sort of, you know, from 2014 at 81, 90, 88, 84. And last year he's had 65 and 71 as his average. Um, Only had the one ton last year from 20 games. I, I don't even know what sort of player he'll, what, what sort of role he'll fill, what sort of position he'll play. Needs to be a lot of convincing done by Jack Nunes for me to, to think about him.
1: Agreed. Uh, Mark Pitonet, Uh he's friend of the pod. He doesn't know us at all, but friend of the pod. Uh, I work, I work I
2: with c- his brother. He might know of my existence. I
1: he know. Won't. Uh, I know Matt, one of the Maddies knows him, so that's good. We, we, you know, he's, he's friend of the yeah. pod. Mark yeah. Pittenay. connections. If Cruiser goes down. Does he even have relevance in that situation, or is he just purely a nap?
2: I'd I'd be very interested if Cruiser goes down. If Cruiser doesn't, questionable as to how much he'd play and how much rock time he would get. So at this stage, probably a no.
1: I'll just correct myself. I said if Cruiser goes down, I should have said when Cruiser goes down. And he's the most, well, probably the most confusing man in terms of the Super Coach potential selections. I have, in, of all the players we've looked at. Jack Martin, what do we think he can average? I don't see it personally. Other people are super high on him. I hope he's good. His highest average ever was like what mid-80s, 81.5. I just... 420k forward, like, there's not many good forwards. Patch, have you had any yeah, thoughts about I'm, Jack I'm gonna Martin? I'm going to watch
2: Demo. I'm going to throw it to Damo on this one. I've got genuinely no clue. Don't know what role he'll play. Don't know what sort of, you know, how friendly a game he will play. Damo, have you got any insights as to what Jack Martin's up to?
0: No, I don't. I, I'm i not really... I don't see where he fits initially. Um, he didn't really fit in at the Suns in any particular position either, so... He really needs to nail down one spot and stay in that one spot before we really know if he's going to be a good supercoach scorer or not. I'm not a fan of selecting him early on.
1: Yeah, I just think there's better forward options. Yeah, he's cheap. I think he's going to play, you know, um, half-forward flank. Uh, not that, that... Is that even a, a real role anymore? But he's is going to play the position there. anymore? Um, that's just a,
2: that's what the yeah, Western Bulldogs want you to think. It's just big footy just trying to, to thrust its positional antics on you.
1: You know, I think best case scenario, he kicks mid-20s to 30 goals and averages 18 to 22 disposal. And that'd be a very good year. That'd be a very good year for him, but I don't think that's going to translate to supercoach points. Boys, we'll finish up the Blues by talking about a couple of their rookies.
0: Whoa! A Methuselah rookie card!
2: Damo, this is your absolute forte um, in terms of, of rookies, um, but the big one. I'll just, I'll just jump in and drive for a second, Lec. Um Philp. Philpy boy. He jumped very early in the draft. He, is he the, the rookie saviour we want in the midfield for the Blues?
0: Well, the Blues traded up the order for him, and it made him a pretty big bolter on most draft boards. So it makes me think he could be in the mix for early games, but... Um, Stephen Silvani, who was still in charge at the time, he does have a very good future thought when, when recruiting players. So who knows if he was in the immediate plans or in the plans of, we need to get this guy now so that we have him for later.
2: Yeah. Is he a, is he a play from ball one or is he a Liam Stocker style development player? Who knows? I don't know, but his draft highlights looked very good. If you can replicate that you know playing against men rather than boys we'll see uh who else who else is on your list Amo? Uh,
0: there's no one else on my list but i know leck has about seven names on his list <laughs>
1: uh well i listed all of the rookies i just didn't i just i'm not going to necessarily talk about all of them but josh honey got drafted i don't think he sees games Brody kemp might come back in later in the year. Obviously, he was very highly rated until he did his knee. Um, maybe he comes back, gives us a cheap downgrade uh, really late in the year. Obviously, we would hate that, as kits of don't play rookies in the second half of the year because it ruins them for super coach the next year. Uh, Fraser Phillips, don't think we'll see him. Sam Philp, I just wanted to say on him... He sort of plays as like an insidey mid. Luke Parker, Josh Kennedy, Roy Sloan, David Swallow there, who champion data compare him to. Um, I think there's a chance he gets games. Don't know if that. I don't know how big he is to actually do that in on in the real level, but he averaged 126 in NAB 2019, so he's one to watch. If he's named, I'll probably select him. Uh, Sam Ramsey is the other one who I think has a chance to play. Um, Average 121 in NAB 2019, but he's more of your smaller, uh, skillful midfielder, kind of like he's been compared to a Mark Murphy. I think in the case that Mark Murphy gets injured again, who got injured uh, in training this week, um, he sees games maybe over a Liam O'Brien, Lockie O'Brien. We'll see. But I think Philp's the one from the Blues. Boy, is that that's all my thoughts on Carlton. What about you?
2: I'm keeping a sneaky eye on Zach Fisher. I picked him up a few years ago as a mid price bolter. Did a very nice sort of 200 to 400k, as in a 200k cash rise between 230k when I got him and 400 whatever when I flicked him. Um, had a dreadful end to the last season. You know, it needs to. Move heaven and earth to get into my side But a kid I really like, really want to watch
1: Yeah, 356k for Zach Fisher Him and Samo, I think are going to be the ones Once again that have shifted around a fair bit Uh, I'm pretty sure Carlton's going to want to try and play him As a forward But I think once again I think he's a midfielder So one to watch If he gets in that midfield mix Oh baby, that excites me Um, Okay, that's the Blues I reckon
2: that's the blues. On to the cats. The cats. Meow.
1: <laughs> that makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's
2: the movie Cats. Meow. We're all now in fur. Have that. Have that mental image. Wonderful Ooh, listeners. We
1: should, I'm not going to do this, but we should cut Patrick Dangerfield's face onto one of the cats' faces from that movie.
2: <laughs> onto Taylor Swift's body. but Taylor Swift's Ooh, cat body. Actually...
1: That might be too sexually arousing for this for this podcast. But let's—you've mentioned him. Let's talk about Locks. Let's talk about Patrick Dangerfield. i Patch going do you get want to drive? Out, but good lord! No, we, we, no um, we're going to keep in. that in there, baby. We're keeping it in.
2: Um, Righty Patrick Dangerfield. Is, is there even a point to discussing whether or not you're going to pick him?
0: It'll be smooth, Jimmy's luck of a week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all
2: right. Lake Doggy, you're going to pick up Patrick Dangerfield in your side round one.
1: Uh, well, he wasn't in my first draft, but the more I've looked at him, the more it's for this podcast, I think, yes, I'll select him. Um, you know, averaged 115 last year. In the finals, had a 147,
2: an 85, and a 101. Yeah. yeah. Damo, is there any reason in the world you you wouldn't pick him?
0: He
1: hasn't
2: made it
0: into any of my draft teams yet. None of so... them. So...
2: How many drafts have there been? 26? 28? Actually only about six. That's still a lot to not have Patrick Dangerfield in. I feel like that's a lot. Why why have you not yet selected Dangerfield?
0: Because after the last pot I've been trying to free up cash elsewhere to bring in humor cluggage.
1: Oh. Ooh. Debo, I'd rather pick <laughs> I'd rather pick Patrick Dangerfield than humor cluggage. Come on, man.
0: I talked myself into Humor Cluggage and then the Phantom was talking about him and Yeah. Back it, I say you back
1: know. it. Confirmed, humor cluggage outscores Patrick Dangerfield in 2020. Confirmed.
2: You heard it here first, folks. Um,
1: Damo said I'm, it, not me, by the way.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is all on Damo. So if it if it all comes crashing down, and if Patrick Dangerfield comes out and averages, you know, any one of the, you know, for the past eight years, we averaged you know, 118, 112, 105, 119, 131, 136. That year he did that. 121, 115. If he, yeah, if he averages less than that, it's uh, it's all Damo's fault. So, uh, Sharpeny pitchforks, everyone. Uh, I actually... Danfield um, is off the menu.
1: Yeah, I really think he's going to be under this year because of that moving from a forward to a midfielder. Now, he does have name recognition, which a lot of uh, sort of beginner coaches will pick him because of his name, but I think he could be under-selected. So, I think he... Not a pod, obviously, but I think there won't be enough people with him in their side and as I gave you a guarantee for Patrick Cripps uh, for Sam Doherty scoring 20 tons I've got another little tidbit for you Mm -hmm. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield I saw at Eddie Head Stadium the other day and he looked pretty good so therefore Patrick Dangerfield will look pretty good at Eddie Head at Marvel Stadium games this year and boost his average to 120 at Marvel Stadium
2: how do you like them apples Damo I do like the apples moving along
1: and any other locks
2: down at the cattery
1: well I don't have one do you have one demo
0: I had one until they reported he was nursing a groin injury so uh, let's no, leave no, Tom Stewart on the shelf for now
2: let's indeed leave Tom Stewart on the shelf he is battling an injury uh, needs to wait and see and I, I feel like Stewart is someone who you know, was very consistent last year will be consistent again this year it, I, I, I don't see the need to necessarily start him. He might be a, a very good pickup for a, for a D, D5, D6. Not necessarily someone you might want to start. You might be able to pick him up for 50k cheaper or so. But uh, we'll, we'll jump along to the more exciting, sparkly bit here, um, breakouts. You know you make me break Breakouts. Our demo. Quinton Narkel. The Narkel Sparkle. Mr. Sparkle. Tell Mr. me about Narkel. Mr. S- tell me about Quinton narkle
0: He you. was really good when he played midfield. He only played a few games towards the back end of the year, but he was really, really good. Averaged 104.3 mm. points. Um,
2: now, is- does he get
0: the chance to prove himself even more with Tim Kelly gone.
2: And I was about to say, is he Tim Kelly 2 electric boogaloo at 396k in the midfield? It, that, that's an awkward price, though. Lettog, do you have opinions about things? What is your opinion about that price That price point?
1: I think the price point's fine. I just think the player's wrong. I think bloody Charlie Constable at five grand cheaper is the one who's going to be uh, Kelly 2.0. Not the same sort of player, but... Averaged 21.4 disposals across his uh, seven games last year. 3.7 tackles. Uh, he Averaged 80. And I think just given more game time, I don't know what the coach had against him, but given more game time, I think he's the one that's going to break in that midfield. And I think Joel Selwood, we've said it before, is going to take a step back. Mitch Duncan, he's had about 87 surgeries this offseason. I think there's places to for a couple of midfielders to pop up. And uh, Charlie Constable, 391k, it's a bloody risk, but... If he lights it up in the preseason, I'll be watching.
2: Mm, Demo, you you any thoughts on uh, on Charlie?
0: I did think about Charlie Constable, but I thought Quinton Narkle probably has the coach on his side,
1: more no. equity in the team. I think you're right on that one, Demo.
2: Mm, the fluidity and the the KPIs that Narkle meets is really good for the the first two quarters of the business season thing. <laughs> Um, no, I'm I'm with Damo here. I think that Narkle is made very much in Kelly's mould. I don't see Charlie Constable streaming away from too many packs and hitting blokes 55 meters on on the chest like he did with Tom Hawk and several uh, yeah the Tomahawk several times during the year. I reckon if one of them is going to do it, it's Narkle. But I'm not. I just don't like players in that price range in the midfield. I You're really am
1: so jealous that I I didn't think about Quinton Narkle. Um, averaged 104.3 in his uh, last year. Like uh, 123, 56, 134 in the regular season. Then he went into bloody finals. And, uh, well, they weren't as good 45, 67, 55. But when it wasn't finals, they were good. So one, one I'm going to watch. I've got a couple that we don't have to spend much time on. Nakaya Cocker 2, 148k. Um, doesn't even need to break out, just needs... Whoops, I dropped a pencil. Uh, doesn't even need to break out, just needs to get on the park. He'll provide value, obviously. I don't actually think that's going to happen based on history, but you never know. Might be a little forward line sneaky. And then Grian uh, Myers. I think now, I think he can be a breakout, but I don't think he's going to be a super coach breakout, if that makes sense. I think his first year was good. I think he can prove on his first year in his second year and bump his average up to close to 80 I just like him as a player. Um, he's got a high ceiling, but not super coach relevant. But I just thought I'd throw him out there as like a late draft flyer for those who play draft because I just really like what he does.
2: Yep, I think both of those are a fair cockatoo if he gets in the park, absolutely. But um, we'll see, Damo, have you got anyone else floating around? Nope. Nope, not? how about...
1: We're not loving the uh, points production from Geelong. They're too even, aren't they?
2: They are. Well, we've discussed this over and over, dog. They've just got the cloning machine up. They're all the same player. Mm. Just just annoyingly, they're just too samey. Wasn't
1: denied. Wasn't Mm. denied.
2: Now, the good part about them all being too samey is that that means their rookies are really good, uh, which they've proven over and over again. Will it happen again this year? Will they have four absolute bolters that come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, hello, we're scoring points now. Damo?
0: I'm just going to quickly run through four rookies that I've got in front of me at the moment. Um, Sam Simpson, 123K midfielder. He won Geelong's VFL Best and Fairest. And the Cats do love to promote from within. Can he be another Tom Atkins or Charlie Constable next year? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Nathan Kruja, some Cats fans think he could play ahead of Jenkins. I don't think so, but apparently he's having having a good summer so far. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, Cooper Stevens was Geelong's highest pick in the latest draft, I believe. Correct. And Chris Scott loves to tinker with the outside edges of that best 22. So a strong Marsh series could put him in the frame. Um, Same thing with Cameron Tahini as well. 117k forward. Uh, He's played senior Sandful footy, but he's a bit like Gary Rowan. So he'll have big games and he'll also have really quiet games. Uh, So he's worth keeping in the back of your head, but um, he's probably going to be slow at making money.
1: I'll tell you what, Damo. If uh, if Charlie Constable is still seemingly hated by the coaching staff, uh, that um, Simpson pick, I think I think you're under something there. I think he's a very very solid option based on what you've just told me.
0: I really like him. He's in my team at the moment. He's, he's on my bench.
1: He'll be on my bench at the end of this podcast.
2: Yeah, that's why we love having you around, Amo, because you're just very good at everything, but especially the rookies, especially, but
1: especially the rookies. But especially, Bart. Right. we don't need to go into that.
2: New faces time.
1: Yes, I want By the way, have Pat, Patch? Have you been listening to the podcast? Have you been have, listening? Yes, have no, you been I, listening I've, to the audio?
2: I, le- it, I left time after saying new faces for the um, the audio tidbit.
1: Yeah, for Psy, who... <laughs> it's his best song, mate, I'll say it. It's Psy's best song. It's better than Gangnam Style. I'll, t- I'll say it.
2: Gangnam Style is the pits, so, you know, <laughs> it's not, a, not a, a thing to leap over, and the clip that's in the I... pod is not my favourite bit of audio in existence. <laughs> that's, that's big calls from both of you. The clip that just played... not a, Not a great clip...
1: Uh, it's pretty good, and I know that Gangnam Style is your ringtone, so you don't have to play dumb with me. But you were talking about New Faces, mate.
2: Sorry, Damo wanted to get in on on the banter. You, you, you had something big calls from both. You're not you're not a fan of Gangnam Style, and then don't like the thing that just played. Surely you can't you can't sit on the fence. You're either pro Psy or anti Psy. I like both of the songs.
1: Yeah, Damo. <laughs> Demos on the side train.
2: New faces. faces. So, new faces. There are a few down at Geelong. Um, Who wants to talk about Jack Steven and who wants to talk about Josh Jenkins?
1: I'll talk about Josh Jenkins because we could get it done very quickly. Um, yep. Josh Jenkins is going to play out of the goal square He's not going to play like a hit up role um, He basically is going to play the same role as Tom Hawkins It's not going to work together And it's going to ruin Tom Hawkins' potential value As much as Josh Jenkins has no value So,
2: yeah Counterpoint, does it push Tom Hawkins up the ground To getting more marks, more possessions, more points As a, as a centre-half forward as opposed to a full forward? Nah <laughs> Lovely Jack Stephen, Damo, there was a lot of excitement when this trade was announced in Supercoach circles as a forward mid-361k dual position. A lot of people think that's very tasty. How, How are your taste buds reacting?
0: I understand why people are excited, but I'm not selecting him. I think around his price, there are some better players, um... Definitely some value because he'll average better than his price, but I don't think he reaches the premium output that people think he will. Uh, having to be proven wrong though.
1: Is it a case of then just selecting him, knowing maybe he puts on—I don't know what he has to put, on, what he has to average to put on hundred k? Presuming he's giving you sort of high eighties, mid nineties production, gets you a little bit of money. Is it worth selecting him just for that?
0: Just give me a second. I'm going to calculate what he has to average to make 100k.
1: We can play some more sigh here. Yes, I want some. Uh, I'm just going to sigh. Whoop, I'm going to sigh in the background. I am. style. Uh, All
0: right. I've calculated <sighs> it. Yes, please. He, he has to average 85 to make 100k.
2: Hmm. I feel like that's not out of the question, considering outside of last year and we've had the seven games, the, the two seasons before that averaged 94 and 90 in 2018 and 2017 respectively. Um, is it valid, Lek?
1: I think there's validity to it. I'm more of a guns and rookies person, but also I've been bad every year, so we may as well try something different. Um, if I had him on the park and he was averaging 85, 90 uh, for the first, I don't know, a few games... Makes you 100k. You've got solid points there. Flexibility, midfield, forward. Oh, I'm starting to talk myself into it. Who else are you picking in the forward line? You're picking the. Let's assume you're picking the three big guns: Whitfield, Martin, and whoever the other one is. Who's the other big gun in the fourth line? I uh,
2: actually you good at cheaper Coach.
1: Heaney, um, Green, Walters. There's a lot of these blokes. Gary right? Ablett. Gary Ablett. Andrew Brayshaw. Gary Ablett will be in my side in the second half of 2020. Um, but like three, you know, three hundred k is not that much. Are you going to go Devon Smith and Jack Stephen? Patch, can you run both? Can you? Are you even selecting Devon Smith?
2: Well, I mean, I'm not a cop. You can you can do run both, but I'm picking Devon Smith if both are fit at the start of the season.
0: Oh, when we get to the Essendon pod, wait till I have to wait till I have to talk about Devon Smith. I
1: don't know if that's a threat or. A, or I, I'm now decided. very concerned. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Um, not
2: only for myself, but also for Devin Smith's wife and children, <laughs> assuming he has a wife and children.
1: Has there always been a print my team button on the Supercoach selector? Yes. Has right. there? Wait. Yeah. It, when you click print, it just it brings it up as a list. Oh my god! I could be copying this and putting it into comments all the time. Oh my goodness! Oh my! God. I always wondered how people did it so consistently
2: this has changed the game and to think to think people think we know things about Supercoach to think Um, is there anything else I know Lake Dog is just not able to talk at the moment but Damo is there anything else from Geelong in terms of Supercoach relevance for 2020
0: no that's all I've given you all of my notes
2: excellent Um, we yep I think we can move on I think we can wrap it up actually uh, I think we can wrap it up. Shout out to Telebeats again for the intro. Gentlemen, is there anything else you wanted to to say? Supercoach relevant? Life relevant? Anything relevant?
1: Yes, um, I did. Uh, sorry, Debo. I just wanted to I'll let you go, I promise. I just wanted to say shout out to uh, Mitch who bumped into it at, uh, at a brewery on the weekend. Big listener to the pod and said g'day. And it was very nice. So, uh, if you do see us around, say g'day.
0: Last week, I don't think we gave a shout-out to Telebeats, so we need to do that again.
1: Yes, double so, shout-out so, so to he, Telebeats. So that he's
0: shouted
2: out twice.
1: We, we love you. Oh, it's so good.
2: That intro, would just goosebumps every time.
1: Um, yes, I definitely either cut it out or we didn't do it last week. Apologies.
2: Well, well, let's just go and listen to that, that intro, shall we? Shall we Shall we sign off and, and be back next week with more ex- the next ex- exciting instalment of the Jock Reynolds crew preview, the 2020 Supercoach season?
1: Yeah, what teams are we going to do? Let's decide now. Um, well, let's do
0: Essendon and West Coast.
1: Boom.
2: Sydney Sixers and the Cincinnati Bullhawks.
0: I don't think that second team is a team, but sure. <laughs> it's...
1: Bull, Cincinnati Bullhawks God I hope that's a team And whatever sport they play I'm in Goodbye community Yes I want something